Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So we have LaunchCon this weekend. Uh, we leave in like two days, and we had said that we were each going to run a game. Do you guys want to run the same game? Are we each going to come up with our own stories to run so that if people show up more than once? I'll probably start off with the same game, but then like once I get more comfortable with it, because I've not really run a game besides the, the Agrabah 2018 that I'm doing outside of all this. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to make sure I get it right the first time. And then once I get it done, then I'll start adding my own little flair to it. Yeah, I mean, I've only got... Other than the one where you ran at Gen Con, I've got one kind of prepped that I can do. How many times are we going to go through each Five of in total. Five games total. We never really discussed how we're going to break that up. Well, I've got at least two originals or two separate ones I can do. And I'd like to at least do two just to, you know, get the experience under my belt. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I can't do the first one. Okay. Um, I'll do the first one. So yeah, I can do one on Saturday then. And then you guys can each do one Saturday and Sunday. Sounds great. And then I will be at the booth uh, with whichever one of them is not running. And the question was posed, what happens if people show up and they want to play and there's no room? Uh, if you show up and you want to play and there's no room, come to the booth and we will run a game with you. Yeah, we'll f- we'll figure it out. Yeah. We're not going to let any of you guys go by the wayside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love you guys. We told Tass he wasn't allowed to talk in this section because he's not coming. And <laughs> if my life experience has taught me anything, it means that someone not showing up means that they love you less than the people that do show up. So Tass loves you the least out of all of us. <laughs> don't you? Don't you? No. Uh-uh. You lean back from that microphone. He's not even here. I'm actually using old audio clips to make these skip sounds. They're bound to a MIDI keyboard. It sounds like he's performing like soft punch and hard kick in his Street Fighter persona. Hey. Oh, oh. oh my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's his finisher. Ew. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I, re- I, re- I regret that. C2E2 is insanely crowded this year with events. Uh, we submitted to do a live show, and there's a lot of groups that I've talked to who have submitted to do things and did not get them. Uh, we are also included in that. Um, I'm presenting this like it's a positive thing, uh, but I do want to say that if you are going to be at C2E2 and we want to do a meetup, let us know and we can get together, you know, have drinks or have a meal or play a game with people. Uh, I know a lot of people have talked about going to C2E2. Um, so if you're going to be there, we can do a little meetup and, and hang out and play a game or something. Now we're going to bring like uh, shoots and ladders and twister. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have to imagine there will be at least one Nintendo Switch in attendance. Uh, yes. Uh, and we got our stuff put in for Gen Con. Uh, we got into that last year, so here's hoping. Uh, but this year, our plan is to do a live show at Gen Con, and we will also run game sessions uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll do one session uh, each day, and each of us will run a table. 
And then also, actually, I got the information today where people get their ribbons made if we want to make ribbons. <gasps> Yay! For people who show up and do our events, and we can give them the ribbons that people get three or four feet down their chest. That's awesome. <laughs> we drove like an hour and a half last night in a in a treacherous fog. Uh, the entire way, it felt like we were driving into a horror film <laughs> with a, a lot of dialogue about... The only time Rev's ever seen a ghost and asking if he'd seen the movie that it felt like we were entering when a stranger calls. But it spawned an idea that I think one of the things we've we've accomplished a lot in these last few days in this last week of like game plan, what we're going to do, how we're going to expand from here. Uh, and one of the things I think we're going to do is we're going to play very scary games together because Rev hates scary oh, shit. God, I do. And I love scary shit, but I am just as terrified as anyone else of it. And so I think that's going to be one of our offerings. Recently on Twitch, I played through uh, uh, the Silent Hill PT and had a few people watch, and it seemed like a good time for them. It was a good time for me. God, I was one of them. I was trying to monitor the chat while I was editing, and I kept glancing over at the screen going, why am I watching this? <laughs> yeah, I it's had horrifying. I had Rachel in the chat. I don't know if she was. It sure seemed like she was deliberately sabotaging me. She was like, do this thing. Oh, it was yeah. like, that does nothing. And she was like, hmm, maybe it's different. I was like, oh, you you're doing this on purpose. You're just uh, trying, she's to, trying to like out. trigger things to make you poop yourself. Yeah. Although I and I should point out that the reason we were driving that far yesterday was TJ's birthday. It's a happy birthday. Happy birthday, TJ. Aw, guys. Thanks. I'm glad you don't you get to talk. Oh, <laughs> oh, my. Uh, yeah, someone wasn't with us in the car ride and uh, TJ's uh, TJ's angry about it still. Uh, so amidst the sounds of anger and silence. It's time to let the recap roll. Far to the northeast there's an entrance. It will take you into the land below. And there's something in there that I want. But you'll have to figure out what by talking to the day. Beware. It's not empty down there. Uh, she's got three knights that are like her servants or her helpers. Um, Bright Day, Red Sun, and Black Knight. As the three of you are traveling through the woods, you notice that there aren't many landmarks as you go. And uh, you even have a few moments where you feel like the path that you just came down isn't there anymore when you turn your back to look at it. You see someone approaching from the north. They are very, very thin with long black hair and their face is scarred and their abdomen and their arms, everything you can see is covered with cuts and puckers. You start moving in that direction and you walk into a clearing. And in the clearing is a knight standing next to a very old and ratty looking horse. It begins to walk towards you with the blade raised. I'm gonna try to go in a direction that isn't, you know, towards the boys on the ground. Tess, you feel excruciating pain just below your knee and you tumble to the ground and you instinctively reach down to put pressure on the wound. But when your hands reach down, all you find is a bloody stump. Jake and TJ, you are standing at the edge of this clearing inside of the woods in Russia, and you have just seen this knight in this shining armor take a slash at Tass, and his leg has been cut clean off. And you see him fall to the ground, and the leg is about a foot and a half away from him. We were specifically sent to talk to this guy. I'm trying to run through the Rolodex in my head of what, like, the password is. Like, there's got to be something to stop this guy from trying to murder us because we were sent to talk to this guy. I want to yell out his name. 
like just bright day, like maybe it's an activation phrase or something. He starts to raise his sword above Tass. Okay, I am going to go grab this guy and just try and chuck him into the sun. Like, I want to go get this guy and hurl him as far as I possibly can. All right, uh, roll no limits. How's a 12? Nice. That's my 30 seconds of super strength. Oh, it is your 30 <laughs> seconds of super God, strength. There, that's sexy. So you run over behind this knight and you grab him by the two raised arms and you just hammer throw him. You give a spin and you let go and he spirals away into the woods. And the horse that is in the circle whinnies and kind of slowly starts to trot in the direction that he was thrown. Uh, I'm going to grab the leg and like put it back where it belongs and lay on hands and see if I can fix it. All right, roll it. Seven. Uh, So you hold the leg up against the stump uh, and there's a lot of blood flowing and you lay on hands uh, and you take two points of damage uh, and you see that his bleeding stops, but the leg is not reconnected. Tass, what are you doing? I think I'm in shock. I think I have to be in shock. That's fair. Just looking at my leg where the leg shouldn't be, and then it's in Jake's hands, and then he's setting it there, but nothing's really happening. I think I'm freaking out. I decide that if Jake can hold the leg in place, I am just going to shoot wearable serum straight into Tass's heart. (laughs) So you're just running up and you are essentially uh, Pulp Fictioning him. Yeah. All right. God, I hope this connects. Uh, I don't think there's any role for this unless Tass sees it happening and is trying to stop it. I, I, I'm i sure I see it happening, but it's just like, that's the shape of TJ. What's that he got in his hand? That's a weird sensation in my heart. As the werewolf serum pumps through Tass's body, part of the werewolf serum is regeneration. And you see very quickly pieces of meat string across the leg and the thigh, and knit back together. Holy crap, that's awesome. I did good. I throw up. Just straight in the air, fountain vomit. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this job (laughs) so much. I almost drowned once. I exploded. My legs are falling off. I don't like this anymore. Uh, So what are you guys doing now? Tass is sitting uh, towards the edge of the circle in this clearing, uh, and you guys are kind of standing over him, and he is vomiting into the air. Uh, I mean, I think I'm going to roll to my foot and, like, test it out, like, get get to my knees, and then... Yeah, we'll help him out with that, Kiss just in case. Jake and TJ both on the cheek once, throw up a little more. <laughs> yeah, it works just fine. The throw up or the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, both. both. Okay. It, it makes me throw up. It makes yeah. Jake throw up. It's just a big old throw up party. Uh, then I'm going to whirl around and see if I can see the night. Yeah, right now you don't see him coming back from the direction that he was thrown. Am I still within my 30 seconds? Sure. Basically, I want to go knock a tree down, a manageable one, and just like huck it like a javelin the direction I know I threw the knight. Like, (laughs) just in the, maybe I hit him, or at least give him a second thought. Uh, Roll luck. Okay. Yes. 11. Yeah, so you throw this tree through the woods like a giant spear, and you hear it crash through a couple of things. Uh, You hear a horse whinny, uh, and then you don't (laughs) hear anything. That wasn't a plan. That was just a thought I had. (laughs) We need to go away from here, I think. Um, I just want to look around and see if there's anything else going on in this clearing, like if he was doing anything. Roll investigate a mystery. Uh, Three. Yeah, you don't see anything uh, around the clearing that's... That stands out. There's 
got to be a way to chill that guy out. The command we were given was talk to him to figure out what she needs. He's just he's just trying to murder us, but there's got to be a way to make that not the case. Unless the riddle is like, watch him do whatever he's doing and figure out what she wants. But like, we, we need that guy. We have to talk to that guy. We have to get information out of that guy. I, I just, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do about it. Maybe we got to just fight him to an end and then maybe he'll just give it up after a while. Well, let's hide. And I'm going to start just moving out of the clearing, um, you know, opposite direction of him. Okay. And just try to get deeper into the woods a little bit. All right. Say, let's, let's just get back here. Let's just kind of chill out and post up and wait and see what he does. And if he comes, still comes for us in earnest, then we'll mess him up. Okay. I'm going to call Saul out and have him heal. TJ, what are you like? I'm, I'm okay. I've just got a few bruises here and there. Mechanically speaking. <laughs> oh, I have one harm. Okay. I've, I'm at five harm right now. So I feel like I should probably have him heal me up in case the guy comes back and we do have to fight him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Saul, can you heal me up, please? Yeah, no problem. And I'll get near him, too, so I can get a bit of that. I'm fine. Oh, we know. <laughs> I pumped you full of blood. It's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having him do it twice or once? I think once for the moment. Okay. Does that get you above unstable? Yes. Yeah, that'll leave me at two harm. So you guys are all clearing out and hiding in the forest. Correct. Yes. Okay. So you guys head out of the circle and you hide in the woods just a little bit away so you can still see the clearing. And five or six minutes pass and you hear hooves and the horse and the rider come back to the circle. He dismounts and looks around and then he recenters himself and takes up the original pose that you saw him in. And this is still early morning. Correct. Huh. Yeah, I just don't know if the timing of this has anything to do with it. If we have to, like, literally wait till noon, sun shining through the trees or something. I feel like we should wait and watch. You know, like, he's he's in this spot for a reason. He came back to it. He kind of checked the area and then just stood guard again. Uh, maybe, I, I think we should wait until, like, noon or... Whenever the sun is actually highest in the sky, maybe it's got something to do with that, and oh, something yeah. cool will happen here at brightest day. Yeah, okay. That's pretty smart. And then, Very if observant. not, we'll just go in, I'll I'll give my little spiel again, and if he looks combative again, then we'll just we'll hit him and see what happens. So, what are you guys doing during this hour, as you kind of wait for high noon? Holding very still and being very quiet. Polishing my... Uh... Electro blaster. Uh, I'm watching him, um, and I would ask them to try to make sure to, you know, watch around us as well to make sure we're not sneaked up on. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Five. As you guys are looking around, kind of waiting for this hour, you think you see something, so you get up to kind of get a little closer, and a branch breaks underneath your foot, and you see him turn and look in that direction, and he walks to the edge of the clearing and paces back and forth a couple of times, and then returns back to the center and readopts his pose. Oof. I would continue to wait until high noon, I think, if he didn't come at us. As he's doing that, I'd like to observe him a little bit more, especially why he's not advancing on us out of this clearing. Can you see anything with whatever your setting is with your goggles? Um, I could probably try with the electromagnetic spectrum, and I'd like to use that. Okay. Uh, yeah, use the charge. Okay. How many charges do you have left? Uh, one, after I switch it over to this one. All right. Mm, let's see here. I get 
a plus three, so 11. All right, you get a hold two. What kind of creature is it? It is some kind of magical knight. You know, as you look through, you see that the armor is magic, the horse is magic. What is being concealed here? So as you're looking around, you do see that there is a thin line of magic at the outside of the perimeter of the circle. Guys, there's magic all over this, especially around this clearing. There's a perimeter. Uh, I assume he can't go past it under his own volition. I mean, Jake threw him out of the clearing, so he probably did not like that. I'm wondering if we get him out of this clearing, if he'll be under like our thrall or at least be more willing to talk. It's as good of a theory as any, or maybe, yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of things. He might not be able to walk out of it on his own, in which case maybe we can question him. If he does come out, maybe he'd be more responsive. I guess we give it a try and just be ready to fight if he comes out and is swinging anyway. Sure, sure. So uh, maybe we lure him to the edge and then we, I don't know, (laughs) all I can think of is like a cartoon where somebody comes up to like a bush and then all of a sudden five hands grab him and just like yank him down. Uh, I mean, he heard us from here, so let's just stand up here so we have plenty of room if he breaks that barrier and still has room to, you know, we don't want to be standing right there so he can swing through it. Sure. I mean, I should do this because I can get away immediately. So sure. I just hate making you guys do the important moments here in what, in theory, should be my test. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I need to be the one addressing him. I mean, just because I bait him outside of the circle doesn't mean you're not the one that addresses him. Yeah. But that's fine. Death wish. You do what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. You're our defender. We get it. I'm sorry. That was... (laughs) That was sassy. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Yeah. All right. Go for it. Um, Is there another part of around this perimeter, outside this perimeter that I've been so far? Uh, No, not if you guys came back out the same way you went in. All right. Well, I'm going to try to sneak to a different point on the outside of this perimeter then. All right. uh, Roll act under pressure. I thought you might say that. And I thought I might respond. Ooh, with an 11. There you go. Uh, Yeah. Where do you want to go? The opposite side. Yeah, you have no problem making your way through these trees. You're starting to get used to uh, the forest here and what it looks like and how to move through it. Uh, You start using the needles from the conifers to soften your footfalls. That was poetic. Yeah, Yeah, nice job. And uh, you do, you make it around to the far side. Uh, Yeah, so once I've kind of crept to 180 degrees from them, I'm going to stand up and call out his name again. Bright day. From where? Like, how far are you from the edge of the clearing? equidistant from where we were hiding. Like I imagine I just traced that exact same distance from the edge of the circle all the way around. Uh, He turns and looks in that direction and then walks to the edge where your voice is and you see the same thing. He kind of paces back and forth a couple times and then moves back to the center and takes up his stance. Uh, I think as he would turn around to go back to the center, I would call out again. And I would just ask him like, can you not break the perimeter? It does not interrupt his stride. He returns to the center and turns back to his stance. TJ, did you see that? Did I see what? Okay, he was on his way back. Mm -hmm. Jake yelled for him again, and he still did the thing. Yeah, he still went to the center of the circle, or the clearing. This is like some Mega Man boss stuff. I wonder if he's standing on something, or like defending something at that spot. I didn't even think about that. I don't know if your goggles reach that far with that setting, but if he tries it again and he walks away, see if you can see anything there. Yeah, sure. No and problem. Now we metagame. Yeah, that's how I was, I was like, and so without metagaming, uh, do I, is it me again? Do I do me again? Oh, I mean, yeah, if you honestly weren't ready to yell for him again, then don't do that. But 
Uh, I wasn't going to yell for him again. I was going to break the perimeter, just barely, and see if he did anything. So I would like to actually get closer and kind of keep monologuing and see if he reacts and see if he reacts and see if he reacts. And if he doesn't at any point, I'll kind of toe the line. I'll, I'll just kind of dip a toe inside the perimeter. Um, once you're visible, he starts to walk towards the edge. Okay. And as he starts walking away, I would like to make a more focused, I guess, investigation of the spot that he's uh, been standing at. Yeah, you don't see anything different through like, the goggles magically there. Okay, so it's nothing to do. Yeah, uh, nothing there, bud. Ah, okay. As soon as he actually started moving my direction again, I would maintain that distance. So, like, I would keep walking, and then as soon as he started moving, I'd go, okay, this is safety range for the moment, but I'd wait and see what he did, if he walked up and kind of paced the edge again, or if he's going to actually come for me this time. Uh, that's exactly what you see. He gets to the edge, he paces, turns back, and returns to center. Weird. Very weird. And it's like that Darth Maul waiting for the shield to go down pace. <laughs> oh my gosh. God. What time is it? How much time have we wasted? Don't look at your watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like 20 minutes, so it's like 20 after noon. Um, I'll teleport back to them. I don't know what's going on. Like, he'll approach the circle the first time he hears something. He'll approach the circle first time he saw me. And then it seemed like he kind of determined that nothing else was going to happen and ignored me. I say we, we we just bludgeon the hell out of this guy and we just attack him hard. And maybe it's just, like I said, maybe we have to challenge him. And if we win this challenge, he'll give up whatever information. So maybe one of us has to challenge him specifically. Like not just enter a circle, but maybe one of us has to be like a challenge you to a duel and see how that goes. And if that's the case, I do think that one's got to be Tass. <laughs> and if that's the case then I don't think either of us could help him with that challenge. Yep. I think you're correct. Maybe you try the challenge from outside the circle. Yep. <laughs> because if I walk in the circle, he's just going to walk at me and start swinging anyway. We've already established that. So duel's on there, but uh, all right, hell with this. And I'm going to step out, say, bright day. I've come for information about your master. As soon I as you start to talk, he starts walking in your direction. I need to know what it is that she wants he gets to the edge and paces. I challenge you to a duel for the information. He turns back and returns to the center. You are such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a dick. A dick. 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 I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Did you guys see the horse do anything? I mean, what the hell? The horse went after him when I threw him. It's that smart, I guess. <laughs> uh, does he have it like, like the knight or even the horse? Does it have like... I don't know, any saddlebags or anything that we're missing or any kind of uh, satchel or something. Or like a yellow exclamation mark floating <laughs> yeah. over it. Uh, it does not. All right, let's just let's just mess it up. Does he have a sigil? He does not. Damn. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call for it and I'm going to try to do just shady maneuvers here and see if we can hurt it from out here. Okay. Why not? I just want to be where we are outside of the bubble. Okay. And call for it. When he gets close, try to shoot him. Okay. So you start talking and he walks to the edge of the circle. And I'm going to raise the shotgun and take a shot. Uh, it does not penetrate the circle. Dick. Such a dick. That's fair, though. It's totally fair. Sorry. I didn't mean that. He's already got his back to you walking away. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to wait until he sets again. Be like, okay, guys, are you ready? No. What? Okay. What? Sure. He's going to pace. 
and he's going to start walking in. I don't know that he has to complete this thing if we break the barrier, but maybe we wait till he's a good few paces, then we break the barrier and start hitting. We or you? We might as well. Okay. I don't think this dual thing has any weight whatsoever. Yeah. This is our own fabricated theory I, I think from nothing. That's out the window. I imagine you should take the first shot so we see what happens because you've got range and I don't. Yeah. All right. Bright day. Help me out. He starts walking towards you and he gets to the edge of the circle and paces and he turns and starts to walk back towards the center. Okay. Uh, as When he's about halfway back, I'm going to step in and raise my pistol and take a shot. All right, roll kick some ass. Oh, that's so much better. Eight. You raise your pistol and you fire at the back of this knight, and the bullet goes in through the exposed skin at his neck. And even before it's hitting, it seems like he is moving, and he has spun around, and he throws his sword, and it impales you in Uh, the thigh. Take two points of damage. Oh, my God. I'm going to attack with my electroblaster, then. I'm going to step in the circle and give him a shot. All right, roll kick some ass. Uh, And I would like to grab Tass and yank him outside of the circle with the sword. Not by the sword, but like while the sword is still in his leg, (laughs) I want to grab him and and see if I can take his weapon away. Uh, Roll uh, act under pressure. Okay. I got a 10 for a kick some ass. All right. So what is your extra effect? Uh, I would like to suffer less harm. Okay. So you raise the electro blaster and you fire it off and you see that the energy goes into his armor and it does affect him. He kind of shudders and staggers. And then you take two points of damage, uh, not armor defeating, but you actually only take one because of suffering less harm Mm -hmm. uh, as he lunges forward and uppercuts you in the chin. Ow. Uh, Jake, what'd you get? Six. Oh my God. You're going to cut me in half. I'm going to be cut in half. Jake, as you go to grab Tass and yank him out of the circle with the sword, the knight pivots from having just landed that punch on TJ and kicks the pommel of the sword, pushing the blade through Tass's thigh and into yours. And you take <laughs> oh, two points geez. of damage. We are a shish kebab now, though, but that, so that's fun. That's true. You guys are like... Uh, a dude kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> So, TJ, you see Jake and Tass essentially kebobbed together at the edge of the circle. I want to shoot him with my electroblaster again because I feel like that's the only thing I know how to do at the moment. If I try to tackle this guy or, or anything, it's it's probably going to be bad for me. All right, roll kick some ass. That'd be another 10. All right, TJ, what is your extra effect? Uh, I'd like to do awful harm on this guy, so plus one onto the harm that already is inflicted on him. Oh, okay. You see the same effect. The energy courses through his armor, and he shudders and staggers, and he holds his hand out and grabs hold of the sword and yanks it out of them. As he does, he spins and throws it at you, and you take two points of damage, armor defeating, as it lodges in your shoulder. Oh, we've played this game before. (laughs) Recently. Um, While he's doing that, I think I literally take a knee because I have to. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And I want to drop the pistol and pull out the shotgun and shoot him. Here we go. This is it. Let's do this. Nintendo. Okay. Three. Good. (laughs) Yes. Golf rules. I win. Everybody takes one point of damage. The knight grabs hold of the sword that is in TJ and just flings TJ into the group of you. And you all fall to a cluster on the ground. And he raises the sword and starts to approach you again. I'm going to go ahead and pull out a werewolf serum and jam it in me. (laughs) Roll act under pressure to do this from the ground in this pile while this guy is approaching you uh, with this sword. Well... Fun times. Fun times. Uh, That would be a four. You raise the vial to inject it, and the knight 
not knowing what it is, but seeing you pull something out, kicks it out of your hand, out of the circle. I want to try and hammer this guy into the ground like a railroad spike. Roll no limits uh, with a minus one since you are on the ground under a pile of your friends. Still 12. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it. Whoa. Damn. Uh, So you jump up from the pile and you slam the hammer into the top of this knight and he crumples to the ground. He does not drive into the earth, but he does lay flat and still. He is not moving. Okay. Awesome. I want to go find my werewolf serum. This jerk kicked out of my hand. TJ, you do find your werewolf serum. Sweet. I'm going to inject it immediately. All right. Uh, I want to take his helmet off. Uh, you cannot. You go to pull off the helmet and like just it just doesn't move. Yeah, Interesting. I assume you pull his head off too in the process. <laughs> With your super strength. I do have super strength for another 27 seconds yeah. or so. I imagine you trying like foot on his thigh, fingers underneath the <laughs> helmet, and just nothing is budging. Oh, God. I don't know how fast he's going to get back up. So I just want to look around this space in much more detail now that I feel like we're not under pressure. Dun, 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 dun. So as you start to turn around to kind of investigate this area more thoroughly, he gets up uh, and he gets up to one knee and he holds out a piece of paper. Oh, Tass, take that. uh, Yeah, I'm going to walk over and take the piece of paper. And when you take the piece of paper, he stands back up, retrieves his sword and returns to the center of the circle in his pose. And I'm just doing the wave over my shoulder that go, 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 go. And retreat. Backpedaling out of the clearing. All right. So you guys get to the uh, outside of the clearing. Okay, I'm going to get out the piece of paper and read it. All right. I'll read it out loud, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Boys, I think we have a riddle on our hands. Ooh. It says, I'm given to those that are loved and the lost to claim me comes with a crimson cost. The letter M. A towel. Are we just (laughs) yelling out the names of popular riddles? Jackal. It's a jackal. Jackal. Okay, I mean, it's a start. I don't know if this is a, we're going to know it when we see it or if I am just, real shit at riddles but let's let's get back up there uh can i see it yeah i want to like examine the scroll and see if there's anything weird about it a la a bloody thumbprint on a dollar bill or anything <laughs> of the sort. that is fair uh yeah you uh kind of scrutinize this piece of paper it's very dirty um it does not look all that old uh, but there's not anything hidden on it that you can see okay uh i mean just First guess off the top of my head is it has something to do with heart. I mean, you give your heart to people you love. You have to take heart when you're, you know, sort of lost or down or whatever. Like, I don't know. That just seems first initial reaction, but we have no context for this yet. So we just, we got to get up there. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, so back to the, the cave entrance or the underground entrance. Yeah, that would be, that's up in the Northeast. So yeah, we got to get moving. All right. Is there anything you guys want to do kind of on the trek there? Uh, Jake, how are you feeling? I'm in pretty bad shape. Do you think we could ask Sol for another hit? Yeah, we can. It's the last one of the day. I know, but oh God, I feel pretty bad. Okay. Sol, hit us with the other one. Yeah. All right. Well, goodbye. You could still possess somebody later. Well, you didn't even say hi to me last time or goodbye. I'm just, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sol. He's like, I'm feeling underappreciated today. <laughs> what am I, a macro to you? <laughs> um. I feel like I'd just be like pouring over this riddle. Uh, I'd be keeping an eye out, just, you know, hoping we don't run into one of the others. And I would keep my electromagnetic goggles on just in case we come across any magical things. As you travel through the forest, you do see a lot of pockets of magic. Like you don't necessarily see 
magical creatures roaming around, but you do see clouds of magic. Everything here has a little bit of magic in it. About halfway through your journey there, it's about five o'clock, and there is that same thing that TJ saw. An arrow fires into the sky and hits where the sun is in the sky. The sun turns red. Do we want to investigate that? Uh, I mean, I, it has to have something to do with these knights and however they're whatever patrolling or doing what they're doing, but... right. We weren't really given any instruction on the other two, so I'm inclined to get back to where we were directed to go. I mean, keep an eye out. Red Sun's out here now somewhere, probably looking to whoop our ass like the rest of them. So let's just be careful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it takes you guys about five hours to get back to the northeast side to the tree. So it is about seven o'clock when you arrive. I would like to get my flashlight out and start heading into the tree. Yeah. All right, so TJ's leading the way? Sure. Evidently. I've All got right. the goggles on, so why not? Uh, as you approach the hole in the tree, it is blinding the light that is coming out of that through your goggles. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, guys, it is magical here. Oh, and I take the goggles off, and I assume I don't see anything now, but whatever the cave is made out of. Right. Yeah, all right. I'll shoulder past him and keep going. All right. So you guys pass into this tree. And you have that same sensation that you had the previous day where all of a sudden you get the sense of vertigo and everything goes black for a second. And then you're standing inside of a small cave. You can hear the sound of water dripping. There's the smell of old decay from animals and vegetation. And there's a gentle breeze coming in your direction from further in. I want to take a look around this uh, this cave, uh, see if I can find any evidence of anything that's been in here recently rule investigate a mystery that's a nine you get to hold one what's being concealed here looking around this entryway inside this cave you do see that there are footprints barefooted and there is a line behind that follows the footprints and it looks like the pattern of which you saw the man who attacked you the previous night. Oh, uh, with the sword that he was dragging on behind him. Correct. Oh, crap. Uh, guys, take a look. Oh, I don't think that guy was one of the knights. Yeah? Well, who do you think he was, though? I, I don't know, but just based on what we saw of the of an actual knight, this, I don't know, this just doesn't, I don't know. I, I may have no basis for that, but it just seems strange to me. Eh, let's press on, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, just be wary, and I'd like to follow those tracks further into the cave. I yeah, Is there only one direction yeah. anyway? The tracks are coming out, uh, but yes, oh. there is just one direction into the cave from here. Yeah, he may still be out there. That would be superb. And uh, yeah, make my way in. All right, so you guys start to head down this tunnel connected to the cave. How are you lighting your way? Flashlight. So you guys travel, and you can feel that you are going down at a gradual decline. And after a couple of moments, you come to a T. And at this T, there are some mushrooms that are glowing luminescent and there's some moss uh, and you can go to the left or the right um is it bright enough like i want to try turning off the flashlight like is it bright enough that it would light us up easily or you would think if there was enough of them it would but here it does not oh, okay are they growing on kind of one side of the t or the other they're not all right one's as good as the other i suppose i'll start heading down the right so you continue down the right side of the path uh, you go for about 200 feet, and you come again to a fork where you can go left, right, or straight. Oh, boy. 
I want to look around and just see if there's anything interesting about either of these ways. Footprints, a breeze. I mean, I'm just trying to kind of gauge. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Okay. My God, I wish I had a playbook to be leveling up. Three. You start to inspect the three different directions to see if there's anything to give you an indication of what way you need to go. And in the distance, you hear the sound of metal dragging on the stone floor. Oof, I assume I can't tell exactly from where. Correct. I want to lick my thumb and (laughs) test to see where that breeze might be coming from. Uh, You lick your thumb and you hold it up in front of you. And it's the strangest sensation because you feel it from every direction. There is a direction to go. Guys, I think that whatever direction we go, it's... We're going to get a sweet breeze. <laughs> Is that all directions, even including the one we came from? Um, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Uh, I think that means we're where we need to be. The air has led us to this intersection. Let's all just sit down here and wait to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. Pick a number between one and ten, Tass. Seven. Uh, then the left one. What was that? As you guys are having this conversation, (laughs) the dragging of the metal gets louder and you start to hear the footfalls flesh on stone. And further down ahead, you see just around the corner the appearance of this long haired, scarred man dragging a sword. Which tunnel? Uh, The one straight ahead. I'm going to push both of them down the left tunnel and start running because TJ said left. And even though it was nonsense, it's the only one in my head right now. (laughs) All right. Uh, so you push them left and you run down. Uh, you run for quite a distance uh, and then you come to a sharp left turn. I want to check it with my flashlight, see if anything's coming down that way or if it's clear of any kind of obstacles or anything. Uh, you don't see anything. Nice. Uh, let's keep going, guys. All right. You guys head down this path and you come to a Y and you can go left or right. I'm going to head right. Okay. You start to go right and there is a slight curve as you go around. And you again come to a Y. You can go right or left. Uh, did the curve go left or right leading up to that Y? Left. I'm going to try right again. I'm going to keep with the, the prospect of walking an entire maze. Just put your hand to the right and just walk until you get out. Except for that one time we went left. We did. We did do that. <laughs> but we're in it to win it now. Yeah. All right. So you guys continue right. And you come to the end of the hallway there, uh, and there is a sharp left. But at the end of this hallway, where the sharp left is, there is a small shelf carved into the stone. What is on the shelf, if anything? A ring. A ring. A ring. Does that fit the riddle? I, I don't know why it would. A ring. That doesn't mean that it wouldn't. I'm just saying that I don't... Here, here, let's change the inflection of that sentence. I don't know why it would. The riddle, I mean, it's given to the loved, right? Okay, yeah, you could give a ring, obviously, for, like, engagement. Yeah. but Or what, mariage. But what would it be for the lost? The lost. Um, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. And to claim me comes with a crimson cost. That might just be a warning more than part of a riddle. That was my guess, is just that whatever we have to get... I'm going to bleed for it. Yeah. Okay, well, we kind of know where this is. Let's keep going. Yeah, you guys don't travel very far away from that shelf carved into the stone. uh, And you come to a crossroads. You can go left, right, or straight. So if we take the left here, it seems like we'll start intersecting with lefts that we have passed. Yeah. Possibly. Do we, do we, should we do that just to see if there's other 
pedestals like that. Sure. Um, We might also be heading back toward the man with the sword if he has pursued us this direction. Yeah, let's, I'm going to stick with my rights for the moment. I know my rights. (laughs) All right, you guys go to the right and you don't travel very far down and there is another right. You notice that there are more of those glowing mushrooms. It's starting to get to a point where you think that it's illuminating the area down here. Excellent. I think I'll keep the flashlight out for the moment, but yeah. Uh, And we'll keep going right around that corner. Uh, You follow it down and it dog legs uh, to the right after about 200 feet. And then you have the option to go right again or to go straight. Uh, I'm inclined to stay on the outer edges here and keep going straight. I'm just following you, man. Okay, off we go. Yeah. All right. It's your journey. You cross a small bridge, and there is water flowing underneath it. Uh, and this path continues on straight and then curves around and comes to a circular room. And inside of this room are dozens of flowers growing amongst the mushrooms. And this is just like dead end, essentially, though, right? Correct. Are they any specific type of flower? Anything that we could possibly recognize? Yeah. It's almost exclusively roses of various colors. Okay. Again... Could be given to the loved. What about the lost? Uh, um, um, a funeral. <gasps> TJ. Comes with a crimson cost. Whenever you grab a rose, it's going to pierce you and bleed you. Damn, TJ. I'm going to kiss him right on the mouth. I hope you're right because you have sold me. The loved and the lost. This is, that's, I mean, we have not seen everything down here, but I don't feel like we need to. <laughs> <laughs> It's your it's your call, so. Oh man, that fits the bill so well. I'm gonna pick a rose. Uh, what color? What colors are there? There are blue, red, yellow, black, white, pink, silver, purple, and green. Well, now hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We've we may have been a bit rash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, God in heaven. Um, so I just want to kind of crouch there in the roses and I'm looking at these and I don't, I just don't want to just pick one. I feel like red just makes the most sense based on the riddle, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm not remembering something correctly. So my question for you is, can I do like an investigate or something, essentially just a role to think back to exactly what she said and see if it's going to give me any kind of context here? Yeah, um, to try to think back and get a clear remembrance of the words that she said, uh, roll sharp. <laughs> TJ, blow uh-huh. on these dice for me, would you? <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Seven. I think with that, you were able to think back to what she told you, and you have this riddle from the night, and you remember her saying to you, you have to speak to the day. They will tell you what I want. Oh, no. What's the matter? I I think we have to talk to all of them. I think we have to defeat all of them. But we already fought the the day. Yeah, but... Bright day, yes, is the middle of part of what is the entire day. Oh, okay. I get it. Oh, dang it. That means we have to go back out there? I think it means we have to go back out there. Ah, shit. And from behind you, you hear... Oh, God. Well, no way to go but through him. Okay, I'll take a point... And I'll be right behind him. 
So Jake steps forward and TJ takes position behind him as does Tass. And you guys see for the first time in full light this tall, dark-haired figure with a sunken face, scars, and puckers over all the exposed skin that you can see. The nose looks like it is broken. Bones aren't set correctly. And he is wearing rags and dragging this sword. And he sees you and his eyes light up and he raises the sword. Um, I'm just going to try to beat him to the punch. I'm going to run up and just try and catch this dude under the jaw with the hammer, slam him into the ceiling of this tunnel. All right, uh, roll kick some ass. Eight. So you rush forward and you slam the hammer to the underside of this guy's chin and you hear his teeth clack together and you see some of them splinter and fall out of his mouth and he backhands you against the wall. Uh, You take two points of damage, not armor defeating, uh, and he starts to rush forward towards the other two with the sword in hand. I want to go ahead and shoot off a blast. All right, we'll kick some ass. That would be an 11. All right, what is your extra effect? Oh, uh, I will go ahead and give Tass a plus one forward. Oh, my just boy. To, just to help my bro. He sprints at you and dodges to the side, bringing the sword across your chest, and you take two points of armor-defeating damage, but you're able to adjust and catch him in the current of your blast. Uh, his eyes roll back in his head as the energy courses through him, and his hair stands on end, and smoke comes from his mouth and his ears, and he collapses on the ground in a heap. Oh. What? This dude was a glass cannon, huh? That or, God, are there more of them? I don't know. Oh, God. I am going to throw his sword into the river. Nice. So you grab his sword and you carry it down the hallway and you throw it into the water. Jake and TJ, you are flanking the man on the ground and you hear the splash from down the hall of Tass throwing the sword in the river. And then very clearly you hear the breathing of the man on the floor catch and then flare and his eyes open And all over his body, the charred skin starts to crack and peel away, and his muscles tense. And both of you roll luck. Uh Uh-oh. Six. Also six. Jake, you remember seeing him move in this missing frame way, where he is just closer than closer than closer. He grabs you by the collar, and then he is at TJ, and he has grabbed him, and he slams the two of you together. (laughs) And Tash, you hear this clap down the hallway of the two of them slamming into each other. Uh, You both take three harm, but it is not armor-defeating. And he has both of you in his hands. I'm going to haul ass back down the hallway. So you come around the corner and you see that he has both of them held together where he has just slammed them together. And he sees you walk into the room. And again, you hear this. And the two of you, because you're so close to him, you realize that it is words that don't have enough structure to come out because the teeth are broken, the jaw is offset. You can see as he opens his mouth that parts of the tongue are missing. In my unstable, bloody sort of condition hanging in this guy's arms, I'm going to grab a wolf serum and I'm going to hit him with it. Everything can be solved with werewolf serum. (laughs) (laughs) How many do you have left? He bought six. I bought six. I gave one to Tess. I don't know what he's done with it. I haven't used it yet. Okay. So you inject this werewolf serum into his arm as he is holding you up and you see this 
wash go over him as old scars plump up and his whole physical form takes on a little bit of a glow and you see teeth and hair start to reform and his eyes clear and he looks at you and he looks at Jake in his hands and then he looks at Tast on the hallway and he starts to cackle. <laughs> oh, I have not felt this good in years. Oh, oh, you, you I might keep around, but you others, you must die for you have invaded the lair of Koshay the Deathless. and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Night has fallen, the moon is full, and we're inviting you to listen to Canada by Night, a podcast where professional improvisers play Vampire the Masquerade. Detective-turned-vampire Everett Fry accidentally becomes the sheriff of New Haven, an experimental town where they're testing if vampires and humans can coexist. Stuck leading a ragtag group of officers, the Bruja bounty hunter Val, the gangrel news reporter Evangeline, and the Tremere blood witch Doris. Can Everett keep the town running? Or will everyone end up liquidated by the Vampire Council of Canada? Trending on global fiction charts and produced by Dum Dums and Dice, whose podcast Dum Dums and Dragons ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America. Listen now to find out why Canada by Night has been downloaded more than a half a million times. Canada by Night, its interview with the vampire, if it had all the characters from Parks and Wreck in it. <laughs> 